Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast, where you can find tools and inspiration for working mums who are ready to overcome the mental load so that they can live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in their everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself, and I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello, a very warm welcome back to another week of the Balancing Act podcast. It is fabulous to have you here with me. And whether you are a seasoned listener and join us regularly, or whether this is your first time, then I really hope you take away some value from today. So thank you very much for being here. And well done for taking this time to yourself as well, whether you are focusing solely on this and enjoying being present in the moment or whether you're using this to you know bring um some more enjoyment to another task that you're doing like going out for a walk or cooking the dinner um i'm really glad that you've chosen me to spend that time with what i want to talk about today is how to split the mental load with um, your partner really at home or an other adult that you share the house with. And this will be a useful episode for you in particular if you feel like you take on way more than your fair share of household management. And when I say fair share, that is different for everyone. So it might not necessarily be a 50-50 split for you, um, but the key is that when you are doing what feels like your fair share, then you're doing things willingly and you feel like you're making a really empowered choice to do them. Because when we aren't doing things willingly, then that's when frustration and resentment start to build. And if you recognise those feelings, then it's quite often because things aren't quite the way that you need them to be. And the inspiration for a lot of the points that I'll, I'll talk through later in the episode comes from one of the first ever like self-development books that I read. And just as I say that, I realise I actually don't really like the term self-development much because it suggests that, you know, there's something there that like constantly needs work and constantly needs improving. Um, and, you know, I actually think that we're all we're all great the way we are. It's more like a self-learning, let's say, we'll, we'll say a self-learning book. Anyway, it's called Drop the Ball. And it's by Tiffany Dufu. So if what I talk through today resonates with you, I'd, I'd really recommend taking a look at, at the book. And how I came across it was quite a few years ago now when I was a new mum, recently returned to work. And I was sitting at lunch with two other girlfriends who were also mums. And we I inadvertently got around to talking about what I now understand to be the mental load. But at the time, I didn't know that term um, and I didn't really acknowledge the presence of the mental load either. But what we were talking about was 
that after our part-time or flexible working hours, we then went home and you know, felt like we started all over again because we were working just as hard, not just doing the physical tasks, but also a lot of the, the planning and coordinating, um, which is what the mental load is. It's all that unseen project management work that goes on behind the scenes. And one of my friends said how she'd read this book and then passed it on to her husband. And it had totally changed up not only the way they organise things at home in terms of household management and childcare, but also the way they were able to talk about all the stuff they do at home. And that really appealed to me because that's half the battle, isn't it? Um because a lot of this stuff isn't acknowledged or talked about, we each just like fall into the habit of doing certain tasks. And that can be because we genuinely enjoy them and would be doing them out of choice anyway. But often it can be because that was role modeled to you in one way or another or because sometimes it just feels like less hassle to do something yourself than have somebody else do it and then you have to go back and check up that it's been done or finish it off or whatever. And I guess why this all came to mind for me this week was I read a study that was published by the female lead And I saw it on LinkedIn and it talked about the gender entitlement gap, which was a new term to me, but I'm not sure the concepts are new because I could um, like really recognise and relate to a lot of what they talked about. And it's stuff that um, even though I have paid a lot of attention to in the past and done a lot of personal work on, It's something that still persists and I think that shows how ingrained it is. So what the gender entitlement gap is all about is this idea that women are conditioned by many different aspects in society to expect less. We're told not to take up too much space, not demand too much, not be too outspoken, not be too emotional. And You know, when you read it in the context of a study like that, it just shows that thinking all of these things is like totally, totally not our fault (laughs) at all. Um, It's something that has become so ingrained that it's sort of absorbed naturally. So if you do find yourself, you I think it's a common... um, a common issue behind things like imposter system and uh, imposter syndrome and a really strong inner critic as well. But I guess the good news is is that there is definitely lots that we can do about it. And that starts with really truly valuing ourselves. Valuing the the skills that we build up um not just skills that you build up through your workplace, but also the skills that you build up through your roles at home and as a mother, because those skills are are quite unique. And I think that I certainly find 
when I became a new mum, I sort of had a crash course in many of those skills, but they come very valuable in the workplace. The things like being, um, you know, quite sensitive to the needs of other people, using your intuition a bit more. Um, but the other thing that we need to value is our time. Um, and be really mindful with how we use it. And also our energy, because both of those things are finite and are very, very precious. So it's important that when we use them, we feel empowered to make the choices that we want to, so that we're consciously choosing how we use them. And I think that that, again, can apply just as much at home as it can in the workplace. So I guess this episode then is my attempt at helping you to combat the mental load to some extent, um, or at least start with it. It's um, I think that as a concept is a big aspect of, of my coaching in general, because I want you to be able to free up more of your time and energy for the things that are important to you so that ultimately you will feel that you're using them for the most purposeful and fulfilling things that you can. So it was quite a few years ago now that I read the book, but some of the key learnings that really stuck with me are things that I now see popping up again and again with my clients. So I wanted to share some of those with you um, because I suspect that many of us can relate to them. Let's start with the title of the book, Drop the Ball, then. This talks about that thing that so many of us struggle with, and it's passing over complete and a whole responsibility for a task, rather than just passing over the physical task, but you retaining the responsibility for it. So an example might be you asking your partner to pay off a bill um, that you know is due by a certain date but then you need to keep reminding them to do it and also checking in that it has been done and it's really hard to pass over responsibility when it's something that one you've been used to taking care of for a long time two if it's something that bears a consequence when it's not done and three, if it is something that you really care about. So um, I would suggest with this one, if if it's something new to you, then you start small and start building up to the bigger stuff. Start with something that you know maybe doesn't have much of a consequence attached to it. So if it doesn't get done or whatever, then you know it's not the end of the world. But as you build up to the bigger stuff, it's really important that you, you pass over the responsibility for that consequence occurring to the other person. So, you know, if that bill doesn't get paid and um, you incur a, a late payment fee, then, you know, that person has to take responsibility for that. The second thing then is being able to have a an effective conversation about what the mental load looks like in your house. And 
The first step of that might be having to ask for some help. So being open to saying, you know, I'm feeling pretty overwhelmed right now. I feel like I'm taking on a lot and it's taking away a lot of the enjoyment from my day to day. So could we sit down and take a look at how we can divide things up differently in a way that suits both of us? And the benefit of doing it this way is twofold. So through this conversation, you might then become aware of stuff that your partner is doing that you aren't recognising. You know, so just in the same way that you might not feel like you're being acknowledged for some of the things that you're doing, they may feel that there's stuff that they're doing that's also not being acknowledged and recognising recognized for it so it's a really good way to to open that conversation but secondly I think just the act of sitting down and having a conversation is a really good opener to you both taking on the responsibility and recognizing that even just splitting up the task list takes planning and organization and a bit of the mental load in itself and I remember in this book, it um, actually talked about making up a spreadsheet that listed out all the tasks that needed to be done and the frequency with which they needed to be done. So, you know, you could make sure that things really were fair. But I I felt like a, a spreadsheet was a little bit full on um, to begin with. And the third point then that I want to give to you is relinquishing the quality control. So just because somebody else does something in a way that's different to how you would do it, it doesn't necessarily make their way worse. So I remember one example from the book where... Tiffany had passed over the um, job of acquiring a babysitter to her husband. And usually she asked their sort of first choice babysitter if they weren't available. She asked the second one, etc, etc. And her husband just made up a WhatsApp group and asked everybody all at once. (laughs) And she thought, my goodness, that's a bit rude. And, you know, the babysitters won't feel valued um, and was really uncomfortable about it. But... Um, what actually happened was the babysitters thought this was a great setup because it meant that being part of the group, then they didn't have to feel bad if they had to say no because they knew that there was somebody else in within the group who, who would be able to help out. So I would just have a think about this before you start handing tasks over, you know, think about how you really feel, you really feel about the the task in hand and whether it's something that you truly care deeply about um, or whether it's something that you know you have a little bit of, of leeway with how it can be done and if you do have certain like standards or requirements or whatever it's really worth um, making these known in advance. So another example that felt relevant to me was um, I I really enjoy cooking. I've always enjoyed cooking from a young age. My dad did most of the cooking in our house and 
Um, I've got lots of like fond memories of cooking with him in the kitchen. So it is a genuine enjoyment for me. And I think if that was a task that I was to, to hand over, um, I'm actually like I'm quite particular in making sure that we get a well-balanced and nourished diet. So that would be something that I know that I would either find hard to hand over or would have to set some boundaries with beforehand. So there we have it. Um, three useful tips, hopefully, to get started with opening that conversation in your house in terms of how you might better split the mental load. And this doesn't necessarily have to mean that, you know, your task list is like completely out of control and you're, you're at your limit and you can't squeeze anything more into your day. It might just be that you feel like you're doing a little bit more than is fair and you're starting to feel frustrated about that. Or it could just be that you're just not getting the enjoyment out of the tasks that you once did and they just feel like more of a chore that you have to get through every day. And when that happens, you know, you can easily mix things up a bit to, to give a bit of variety. I think that... It's really worth taking some time to acknowledge how you feel about this stuff and then from that take responsibility for how you feel as well because as I said at the beginning when these sorts of things are left unchecked each little individual task can feel quite small in itself and you maybe feel even that it doesn't feel very significant and it's difficult to like make a big deal out of something so small but they all add up and it's little bits like this that then when they keep chipping away ultimately lead to like greater amounts of frustration and resentment and I think that when it's us in that situation it's our responsibility to initiate the change even if that's something that feels a bit uncomfortable or a bit new to you um, then I really hope that the above gives you some ideas as to how you might get started. And I guess the last thing I would say was if you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, that all sounds great, but like there's no way that I could even begin to do any of that because for whatever reason, like I don't have the support or it just wouldn't work in my house, then it's there may be some very practical reasons around that. But if there's not, then it's worth um, just exploring that a little bit further. And please feel free to drop me a message with your thoughts. So with that, um, I hope you have a fabulous week. Please do drop me a message on Instagram at Debbie Leco. Let me know what your key takeaway from today has been and whether you find it useful or not. And yeah, I'll... I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast so that we can help spread the word to all the other working mums out there looking for more balance in their everyday. If you'd like to hear more, you can find me on Instagram at Debbie Lee Co or on my website at debbielee.co.uk where you can download your free kickstart guide to finding your balance as a working parent.
Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.